Hey, this is Colin Cadet and Alexa Claire and Sky Blanks, and you're listening to the 2721 Club. Welcome back to another episode of 2721 Club. We are here today. We're going to talk about curating our 20s and how, honestly, we don't know what the hell we're doing <laughs> and how to do that with grace, I guess, right? So how do you guys approach your 20s? How do you guys think? Actually, let's talk about how we see 20s now, like how people approach our 20s now we're told to expect how we're told to approach our 20s versus how we actually want to approach it like wanted to both approach it sure yeah let's do that so i feel like we're told that we have to have our shit together yeah right quickly and when you're in the guidance counselor <laughs> office at 17 18 years old looking yep. at colleges right even even colleges have to be an option like but like you can Honestly. do other stuff but there's you know societal pressures to say hey you could be, and especially for parents of uh, son, well, children of immigrants. Of immigrants children yeah. of immigrants, children of black and brown parents. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. You're going to be a lawyer, you're going to be a doctor, you're going to be in finance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I definitely agree, yeah. I definitely feel like we need to renegotiate what it means to like live um, a stable and thriving life. I think that looks many ways, and I don't mm-hmm. think we talk about that enough. I think as a, a society, one of our biggest mistakes and one of the biggest ills of society, and this is, has everything to do with the education system, is we operate in very like standardized ways and the very normative ways. You know, somebody who studies sociology, obviously a big tenant of that is norms. And like, I think that like when we talk about, hey, like what does it mean to to be okay as a as a person, mm-hmm. let alone an adult or somebody as a young adult, um, there's there's so much pressure to that. And it's like, imagine that, like, all I asked you was what does it mean to just sort of be okay as a human experience beingness? Yeah. And now I have to think about all of these ends and these boxes that need to be checked. And it's like, how's your mental health? Like, here's what I think is the irony. Assuming some of these people check the boxes, what boxes aren't being checked in Mm. order for them to have otherwise checked the, in quotes, standard? Um... How are they treating themselves? How are they treating the other people in their lives? How are they showing up for themselves? And what will that do to them when they hit 35 and Mm -hmm. 40? Mm -hmm. I actually took an adult development class and we studied midlife crisis. Oh, that's cool. And we learned about what that even means. Like, what does it it mean to have a midlife crisis? Mm -hmm. Um, And I actually have done some reading on this recently, too. Um, And it's just, it talks about sort of like, what does that even signify, right? Like this relationship, like actually the, the last reading I was doing was in a Dispenza book by someone named Dr. Joe Dispenza. I was reading a book called um, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself and it was talking about the subconscious mind and different brain wave states of your brain and it talks about different during different stages of development which, wave, which brain waves are the most active. Um, so when you're a child, there's different wave states and then when you're from 10 to, the, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And so when you dream and stuff like Developmental that. Developmental stages, is that and, you mean? Right, and yeah. but you can, you can go back to states that you were in when you were younger, but it's like more of a dream state. And that's why like, that's why sometimes when you're like more meditative, you're in a more of a... You're like, conversing yeah. with your inner child, is that what you mean? That's it, it's like, it, there's like, the reason why we even say inner child, like the creative states is like a very childlike state because the actual brainwave is similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You see what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Um, and so I, I'm saying this whole development point because it actually influences this conversation of what it means um, normatively mm-hmm. to like be an uh, to be an adult and just to just like live that life and, and beingness and like and I and my point in this thought is that 
when people don't get to show up for themselves mm-hmm. at these moments in their life and they like do everything else, I think it's and in many cases one you may burn out. That part um, early, early. That's like that's some other thing we should chat about. Like there's like certain moments where we there burn kid, out. There are kids burning out in, in college. Earlier, seventeen, eighteen. You think about the college application process. Do you yeah. know how many times I burned out? Patches of gray hair and shit, like stressed. Oh my god! Because you're trying to tell your life story at, at like exactly. Can we old. just talk? Okay, so first of all, I love the fact that you used the word standardized, and then you were using the metaphor of the checking the boxes, because that's honestly what it is from the get. I feel like a lot of what we struggle with now when we're talking about midlife crisis. Let's talk about quarter life crisis. Yeah. We're not there yet, but this is matter of we are trained early on to not make the wrong move. Right? It's like, don't make mistakes wow. in your tests. What does that even mean? Don't make mistakes in your tests. Don't right. don't mess up that. on your presentation for school. Don't, um, you. you know, all these different things. Or, and then it's put to a number. And then it's attached to your identity. Right. So before it before it's a matter of you taking your test, you're in you know elementary school, you're in middle school, all that stuff. You're taking your test. You see, you know, you're like, oh, what did you get? Did you get an A? Did you get a B? Oh, I got this question. I got this. And it starts to become a part of your identity once you start taking, you know, like kneecap tests. PSAT, SAT, ACT. You what's did, y'all didn't say kneecaps. Oh, okay. I guess that's like a New York, Rhode Island. That was Rhode Island, but also I think in New York too. It's like a, it's like a scene like, like where the students are um, in understanding like the curriculum and all of that. Yeah. But it's it's statewide. Yeah, we had, I, we had, we had the NJ ask. The NJ ask. I have the NJ. NJ ask. MJ ask. MJ's ask. We took, we took the CRCT. <laughs> okay, so okay, there we go. Yeah. We have those two. And then you get your numbers back. Yeah. And you're immediately defined and identified by your number. At least that's how you perceive it. Because you start comparing with your friends. Like, oh, you got a 1600. Whoa, you got a 1600 PSC. Then you're crazy smart. You're going to go great. You're going to go to Harvard. The and then you can see who goes to the APs, the honors, uh-huh. to the AP honor, all that I'm stuff. Actually, I'm and actually then it starts to define you. You know what I'm saying? I actually love that we're having and, this conversation. Yes. It's super, super relevant. Yes. Um, and I, I'm glad we brought up, you said gifted and what is it called? What did you say? I, I said gifted and talented. Mine was, called, mine was called tag. It was called talented and gifted. Talented and gifted. They get acronyms. Tag, you're it. You get it. Go no, ahead. it's actually ridiculous like, because yeah. it's like I competed, like I like took the test for tag and didn't get in, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. But, but not a flex, but like. You're more successful than everyone else in that program. Hello. Yes. That part. <laughs> no, like not, not like that, but like. No, yeah, that. yeah, like that. Like I actually oh, graduated it like with an award as best overall senior when and, and like yep. got you know that's not the point i'm not trying to speak about the specifics but i'm trying to make the point that yeah i got a the scholarship that i had the reason why i think posse is an important type of scholarship is that it's like less so numbers it's less so standardization explain what able. posse is people that don't know so posse is a to it's a it's a scholarship and it um sends 10 scholars uh together to attend uh different universities throughout the country um and it's a leadership scholarship and a big point in how they are choosing their scholars is it's very much about what type of person they are and what type of impact will they be able to make on the campuses that they enter and how will they be able to support the other members of their posse and how will their development sort of complement um the others yeah um and so i was fortunate to um have posse be a part of why I, I got into GW. Even though GW was like a test optional already, I got a scholarship that was very much based on who I was, how how I am as a leader, mm-hmm. um, what type of impact am I making on my campus currently, 
Um, and, you know, fortunately, I was a very, very well-rounded student, um, and I was able to get this, you know, I was able to make this, um, this, uh, this happen. Yeah. And so, but the unfortunate thing is, when we talk about things like SAT, ACT, I was actually talking to a friend about this like a couple weeks ago. These are very um, classist conversations. There's like, it's, it's privileged, right? Like, why does somebody do well in an ACT or an SAT, right? Like, I was talking to a friend about standardized testing and it's like how learning how to take a test is a skill. Like, yes. you, you can yes. either be good or bad at test taking. Yes. And some people aren't good at test it's taking. It's not a measure of your intelligence. But like, you can be incredibly smart. Thank you. Um, like you, and I also think that there's many different forms of intelligence, and mm. I feel that when we like standardize something, yes. what does that even create? In fact, this this is this very large conversation. For one, school as we know it today is based off of, it's very much a conformist. Um, it's for factories. It's, it's for factories. That. Yeah. It, that that's literally we've got more, the rows of students. Well, we have the taskmaster well, who is a teacher for high school. For, for high school, school, high school yeah, correct? Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, that's right. Because it's a separate conversation. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that, yeah. But even we'll that, that. But there's a, there's an interplay. Um, but like the backdrop is factories. Mm-hmm. Like it's obviously that's conformist. There, we want to make sure you're doing what you're doing. Everybody the same. Let alone the actual curriculum that we're teaching you. We're not teaching you anything about like real what America has done historically, and I'm not just saying that. Or the really what you need to what you need actually to, survive and live a fruitful. But that's life. also financial on purpose literacy? too. Hello? They're not teaching you financial literacy and like how to make money exactly. and how to like real lessons about life. Mm-hmm. But they're teaching you bullshit like the Pythagorean theorem. Like, <laughs> thank you, a squared plus b squared equals c squared. But how do I pay my fucking taxes? Do you remember me? They should. I mean, he's a college. college I, mean, just, I don't even. I don't even remember that stuff. High school. That's the point. Like yeah. that's the. You know. I guess what I'm trying to say here is like. Ultimately, I feel like I want to take a step back and look at this this whole thing and like recognize that like, you know, we didn't get here on accident. Mm-hmm. Like these pressures that we feel at 20 years old is not on accident. Yeah. It's all derived. It's derived from the fact that the backdrop of our whole educational system from. When we were kids to like when we graduated as high school was based off of a factory system. It's a shock. And the standardization of it, right? What does that do to your personal value? What does that do in terms of what you even think it means to be smart? Yes. What is what do you think smartness is? What do you think intelligence is? Mm-hmm. What's the value of intelligence? And how does it translate to your why, self-perception? Why, yeah, why does one need to be intelligent? Mm-hmm. Or does intelligence make you better than someone else? What does that even mean? Exactly. Or, um what why why is it a big deal that somebody gets into a Harvard or something? What is a Harvard? Mm-hmm. Well, a Harvard is a business, it's a brand. There's not that much of a difference between a Harvard or a GW, to be completely honest. Mm-hmm. The difference is that the brand is just a little bit more. The identity tag that it adds to your yeah, personal it's like brand Nike. makes it's like, you so much more worthy. It's like Nike. It's literally, it's like, it's a business. Yeah. Like, there's not that much of a discrepancy in like rigor. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously there's like, it's, there's a spectrum, but like once you get to a certain prestige, mm-hmm. once you get to a certain rigor, they're quite similar. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. The top 50 schools. It's pretty much the fucking that part, same. That if you're, you're getting like generally the same type of education you're going to get. Yeah. Um, and then it's just like, it's just a brand at that point. Well, let's talk about the 20s because it's a matter of how we're talking about the standardization and how we're learning about... Because yeah. you're absolutely right. It's a matter of we are being taught a certain way of seeing the world that's not truly realistic to what it truly is. So then when we go into college, right? And we're no not longer in those rows. We no longer have the taskmaster. We're no longer judged based on how we take our tests how we perform in front of the classroom how we're able to maneuver the terrible intricacies of high school that it can be just this matter of it's a shock and how do you manage that because i find with college at least my professors always ask me to question right do they ask you guys to just question things all the time it's like well why is this the way it is 
let's do more research on this. We do a research essay on this. We're going to do our questions. We're going to be interviewers ourselves versus in high school. Here's the facts, memorize it, take the test, do well. That was all it was. But now with our 20s, we have to question things. And that's why we were talking about earlier before we started the podcast, this matter of approaching your life in your 20s as, as an engineer would, this matter of you're creating prototypes and you're going to con- continuously continue to, to, to test those prototypes. Sometimes they mess up and that's okay because now you know that that particular prototype doesn't work out. Maybe you can maneuver it, change it up, fix it up for something different and see how that works out for you. Keep the pieces that work for you and get rid of the pieces that don't. And it's continuously doing that for the rest of your life, but the 20s is learning how to start doing that because we didn't get to really start doing that when we were in our teenage when we were teenagers so you know it's different timelines and different experiences and different environments and i think the environment really has an impact on what impacts your 20s right um if you decide not to go to college and you stay in the same environment you were um in high school you tend to kind of stay in that trajectory of what you were doing and people around you if you get to go and, and force yourself to be uncomfortable, um, then you have to grow and ask those questions of why are these things happening to me. Yeah. Um, and so there's a lot of you know, trial and error, like you said, when it comes to your 20 year old, you're figuring out if you are doing school, you, what your career was, what you really like to do, and everyone's dealing with it. Um, and it's really, you know, a thing of like, is not a one size fit all answer. You mm-hmm. have to try and if you just sit and play it safe then you might never be happy it it sounds really drastic but like you might never know what brings true happiness you might have false happiness you might have this dopamine that you get from going out and celebrating the weekend why are you celebrating the weekend what what happened during the week Mm. you know Mm. you have to really really understand and 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 (laughs) what you know you are and what your purpose is and what you have is a mission and so if you're just Try and get through the week and just say, hey, this is the course. Yeah, it's cool, whatever. But is that what really makes you happy? Is that really who you are? I'm actually actually really like interested that. about that um, concept. I've actually spent some time. It's like, um, in a lot of the, so I've, I've, I've done some like reading. It's sort of like talking about like what are the, what like constitutes, like what, people actually do research on this. Like, people actually have conducted studies on this. And, and they think about, like, what, like, what are the attributes, what constitutes people who are happy, right? Um, and also, it, less so happy, because not, like, this, like, short-lived feeling of, like, joy, but, like, quality of life, I'm content, content I'm happy, I'm, I'm happy, right? They feel very, um, um, they feel very... There's a, there's, a, there's a degree of like they feel very like ch- there's a certain degree of challengedness to their life, mm. but it's like it's like a, it's like a purposeful like like okay people who usually like if you if you like interview people who feel like they're content and happy it's because they feel like they're living a purpose led life mm. they feel like they are um, giving themselves to their life in like meaningful ways yeah whatever that means for them yeah. it's, it's mission driven like I said before yeah like it just it, it means that like you are like fully like able and and the reason why I bring that up. Right in terms of like this conversation on happiness, and to your point, is like when you like aren't challenging yourself and you're not experiencing new things. So like, mm, have you guys ever watched The Good Place? I haven't. No. So so there's that. a part of The Good Place where they like get to like the heaven place. I'm not trying to spoil. I'm just gonna give you like a quick rundown. So like they get to like the heaven place, um, and 
that some of the people they started interacting with. There's a guy named like Chidi, and he's like wants to talk. He talks to like this philosopher person that he like is a huge fan of, and the the lady's like really laid back, and she's like nowhere near the person he thought she was gonna be. Mm. And like he's like, how did you get like this? And then it was like through an eternity of just being bored. Like she just like had nothing to do. Like she had everything she wanted, but it was just like what where, where do we go from here? Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Um, uh, I'm having a hard time communicating this, but my point is just like. Like, I actually don't think that, like, like if you think about everything you wanted right now and you woke up and you got it tomorrow, I actually heard J. Cole talk about this, um, you won't want, you don't want it like that because there's no journey. Like, there's mm-hmm. nothing about it that actually made it meaningful. Yes, like, you're playing a video game and you just skip to the end. What the fuck? What's the point? The, yeah. I should buy a game. You're not experiencing the trials and the challenge. You know, we're built to solve problems. Our minds are built to be resilient and overcome these things. And this is what I had said a long time ago is you need to experience pain, you need to experience grief so you can really appreciate happiness. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. You need to have those lows and have those highs so that you have this balance. It's the yin and yang. And, uh, and you have to have this push and pull so that you can really appreciate life. And in the 20s, you know, there's a lot of pressure just always, always positivity, always you have to do this, always have to be yeah, make it happen. in the rat race, right? Like mm-hmm. of, of competing with these, these other people <laughs> I mean, they're not doing the same trajectory as you. You can do what you gotta do, but some people really absorb success and see if I'm not getting 100. percent If I'm not number one, then it's failure. No. Or if I'm at least not doing like the same as my friends are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, isn't the, right? Like so the reason why I've been bringing this up is like to to make this point about like the about the journey. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And just recognition of like niggas can graduate. Like I feel like niggas graduate. Like okay, time for me to like all right, boom, roll gotta credit. hit the ground running. Yeah, like now it's time for this moment thing mm-hmm. to happen. Like oh, I got this job or I got this thing mm-hmm. or that or whatever. I'm like no, you just like actually started the. This is the story now. Like you just it's college, a new chapter. Yeah, yeah, it's just like a new chapter. Like and I feel like that's not how it's perceived. It's like whoa, now it's like you're you're 20 now. Time for. But it's like, no, a lot of this story is like niggas falling down. A lot of this story is niggas losing. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like, and it's I not really this, lost. This amount of time like, is you putting on your helmets, is you putting on your, your, your knee brace, your, you know, you're preparing to fall and you have to be okay with falling. It's not a matter of living a life of, you know, like regrets, all that. It's about like being at peace with like everything that you're doing. You're going to fall a lot and you have to be okay with falling. And you have to see the falling as you getting closer to not falling. Each time, you know, you watch babies, right? How they keep falling, they keep falling, keep falling, well, toddlers, whatever you want to call it, keep falling. But eventually, they don't stop. They're not like, you know what, F this, I'm not going to walk. No, they keep getting up and they keep going. They just get better at falling. I hear people talk about, like, your uh, 20s as, like, your adult adolescence. It is, 100%. Just, sort of just like, you I know, like, it's, like, a very awkward stage where people expect you to know what you're doing, mm-hmm. but you, like, obviously don't. Um... And, you know, obviously I'm not trying to take this space to, like, complain about being 20. But, like, no, we're trying to have an honest conversation about sort of the influences of, like, once again, like, the society that you've, that you've come up in. If you, if you grew up and you went to a public school, you took, you, you know, you, you took standardized tests. You, you lived in this type of world. There's inevitably going to be pressures. And this is less of, like, a woe is me conversation, but a more so, like, recognition and trying to create space for anybody else who's going through these moments of pressures and being like wow this is really hard to be 20 or i don't understand it or i I, i'm looking to my left and right and it seems like y'all get it or not like us specifically but friends proverbially um get it but i don't like this is just to say that like the whole point is to not get it and and i think that like 
that's actually the that's like that's completely okay. And like in a larger sense, sometimes people are like, "What do you think is the meaning of life?" And I'm like, I think the meaning of life is to answer is actually to ask that question. And the meaning of life is to like figure out what the meaning of life is. Um, so you're actually not supposed to understand. You're not supposed to get it. Um, so yeah, like you being 20 years old, niggas look to you like, okay, what the fuck are you gonna do with your life? What the fuck is this whole thing gonna mean? Walk me through it. Figure me. Let me feel. Let make me comfortable about you. Like my mom yes. and I have had these conversations. Yes. Where I'm like, mom, like I'm struggling. I'm. I don't feel great about being a student right now. This and is really hard. And then shaming you if you don't. And then she'll be like, she'll be like, okay, so what's the alternative? Like, what are you gonna do? And I'm like, do you want my my life 2.0 plan? I can't give you plan B to life. I don't. Mm-hmm. I can't give you the answers right. But what she wants is she wants the the security. And the, she wants to hear something that's gonna make her feel comfortable about my life. I'll never be able to give her that. Mm. Best case scenario, even if something positive is happening for me in life. I'm love. I love that. I'm thankful for whatever would come in, yeah. but I couldn't. Like, who's to say, right? I can't say. I can't ever give her something that's gonna guarantee her that I'll like be okay. Obviously, all our mothers want that, and I think that's what we operate under. Unfortunately, when it comes from a family perspective, is like family actually fears for you, and I think that's what the society, unfortunately, if especially if you're a person of color or you're an immigrant family, it's like you normalize like motivating by from fear from a place of fear rather than from a place of like you know what I'm saying like yeah. it's like you have to make it you know what I'm saying like if you have you ever talked to the people of color on a college campus it's very much that culture like it's like fuck I have this has to work yeah it's yeah. not like that for white kids not at all it's like like when my mom went here like you know what I'm saying like you know what I'm saying like, <laughs> no you're right just the way you said it yeah, yeah. I mean if we, if, we, if we like we talked about the history of public schooling but we can talk about the history of like prestigious universities which well, have way more to do with I mean, like nepotism and like um and like family um um what's it called generational wealth and all of these things that's that was that was universities mm-hmm. and i think that we're so intentional we're like look at you smart black black man you go to gw shut the fuck up <laughs> remove all the gw thing what is that what what, what, do I, what do i look like remove it all who am i now mm-hmm. because that's who i really am like what the fuck that's so like it's like what does this mean I got a GW because of this. I, I'm, I'm like you're an asset to the university. Do you see what I'm trying to say? Like, I said the asset, the university being an asset to you, and exactly. people understand that. about they have a lot more power than the university. Um, and aside from that, I think what really comes down to with with growth and, and your stages of life. Um, you know, it's I I, prepare, I compare a lot to a bamboo tree's growth, right? A bamboo tree, you plant the seeds, and it takes. I think eight years or something for it to actually break ground, mm-hmm. and those eight years you see nothing, and you're like, okay, uh, what's, what's this dead? What's going on with it? After it breaks ground, it grows exponentially faster than anything else, mm. and so I see that as you know, when you're in the teens, high school, you're you're planting the seeds, you're nurturing it, you go to college, whatever, you break through through that, you break ground, you're growing, you don't know what direction you're growing, but you're growing. So you get chopped down, but you'll regenerate just that much faster. And the longer you hold, stand true to yourself, you'll be able to really regenerate and grow a bigger capacity, and then you start spreading. And so, you know, I reflect like that, where the 20s is really you embodied, you are this plant, you are this new organism in this planet, right? Mm-hmm. You're an adult, and you're learning how to grow that capacity to really handle things in the future, in your 30s, in your 40s, when you actually have responsibilities like a family and kids and you have to be that person to say oh I, i've been i dealt with this i know how to go on this and use growth capacity to understand and deal with the life's complexities 
Um, and so 20s, yes, a lot, like you said, you put the um, pads on and you're going and hitting it. You know, I played football, and that's what, you know, you're banging each other all the time. Pause. You're banging up, you know, blocking, practicing, you're figuring it out. I didn't even even catch on until he Uh, said pause. I was like, what? Got it. Go on, sir. (laughs) In high school, we were banging each other all the time. You got to learn to deal with life's complexities. Pause. So, (laughs) when I was in in high school, I used to bang... (laughs) Go ahead, sir. So, I'm with you, but you, you know, you want to roll right now. This you practice, is... you practice, and, and you're hurting. I broke my collarbone, and, and I had to bring a plate put oh, in. Oh, it's a no. Immediately and, no. And, you know, as soon as they put that plate in. Oh, you felt, you, 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 you like, okay. You, soon, like, felt that. Wow. Okay. <laughs> That's soon, interesting. Yeah, you, like, felt it when he said that. Okay. That's, like, very empty. Okay, go on. I'm as soon as they put that plate in, screw those bolts in. <laughs> This nigga. I he was friggin' I felt better though. I my 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 like bones were realigned man. and it grew stronger, right? Oh my god, yeah. And so you're really training and building, even though you break, you get put back together and you're stronger mm-hmm. and you're more resilient and you understand what I did wrong there, I won't do that again. Uh, I'll be able to understand from this practice and these trials and all these bruises that I am have these calluses and I can handle harder um and and hotter uh, materials and things that are hurting me don't hurt me later Mm. um and so you don't want to be too callous you don't want you want to have empathy um and but you grow and understand hey this is trajectory the mission really propels you and and guides you to what you want to do and you talk to people you might do something one day and and say hey i don't really like this okay and like you said 20s you can start over like four or five times and 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 you just learn and say okay i want to do computer science Eh, computer science is kind of whack let me do more of the society and i did this with my my degree with you know ia like i did development but i was like more business and now i'm doing my mba and i'm learning those the systems and skills in the master's program, you learn how to implement those systems, mm-hmm. and then you know maybe you'll do a PhD. I don't know, uh, but that's to ask the questions. Like you're saying, those professors ask, tell you how ask. They know how to ask those questions, Absolutely. and so you figure it out, and then you'll be able to you know take it into your later years. Absolutely, you made me think of this this illustration in my head when you were talking about like the calluses and how you know how to better handle things now. Even from an emotional standpoint, you think how as a child, like if you are enduring pain or just hard things that are making you feel like negative balance emotions you don't know how to hold it so it's all falling all over the place and you're like i feel like i'm all over the place i don't have my shit together but then as you get older as you start to encounter those things over and over again you buy a backpack and now you know how to hold it properly and then as you get older then you get a suitcase you get a roller suitcase like you know how to hold it in a more organized way so that you can move forward and have it not stop you you know what i mean i really like the way you put that but in my head i was like illustration of you know he's a little kid who's got this backpack and it's like everything's open everything's falling but the more they encounter those things then we're like oh, okay well i'm gonna zip the backpack i'm gonna get like a whole tote i'm gonna organize it this way like heavier things at the bottom lighter things because you're very organizational mind. but like i, I really I am like but that. i'm still illustrating what you're yeah. saying and like that's really how i see it the older i get the more at least for me i know how to put it on my back on my back like you're still always going to have it you're never going to get rid of what you're feeling yeah. but now you know how to better organize you reflect it, it forward. You reflect it in like your day to day stuff too, like your apartment, right? Like yeah. this apartment that we're we or, we're organized with. In high in college, you're in a small dorm, you're just st- shoving shit under your bed. I mean, I still do that, but well, like, me, but, <laughs> yeah, 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 I know. But, 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 look, like, look at me in college. Look at me in college. You know, we don't even have water. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so you had to, you know, really, that's, that's a little, that's a really, little, uh, you know, deal with other people. You know, you know. Yeah. You know, you know. Yeah, deal with other people, figure out how to organize things, and then you come into your own space, right? And yeah. I, I finally have my own space, and I'm able to, okay, I'm going to interior decorate and, and get these paintings and, and really come together. And Oh, this nigga's interior decorating. Curate your right home. Cur- a house of my own. Yeah, I curate your that. home, and then you can curate your life. <laughs> that part, that part, your physical home, your inner, all of it. Yes. I love it. That's absolutely right. That's absolutely right. I definitely want to spend some time on the conversation of like metamorphosizing or metamorphosis, um, and sort of just talking about like it's completely okay to reinvent yourself because I think that like one weirdo thing that we among the many weirdo things we do as a society is like we like uh, like this comes first, right? Like we're talking about. Um, like if you ask somebody like, "Hey, like, who are you?" Mm-hmm. Hi, I'm Phil, a doctor, father of five. What are you? Are you the? Do- what are you? Like, what do you mean? Yeah, are you a you doctor? Who are you? Um, people will call me, especially in DC. Hey, what do you do? Like, what do you study at GW? That's such an American thing. Um, I'm just like, wait, I'm just like a, a guy. I'm a human person, just in this moment. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I just in here. <laughs> yeah. What does that mean? What do you want me to tell you? Even if I tell you something, that's not going to be who I am. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. What absolutely. I tell you is just, it's just going to give you a piece and then you'll make an idea of well, who you think I am. It's that thing we talked about a long time ago in one of our podcasts was that the categorization. People need to know how to categorize you and put you in a box yes. because that's just how you sort and that's how it's your uh, animalistic, you know, small, was it the, I don't know, brain science, but there's a the smaller part of your brain that is your instincts, right? Mm. And you want, you have to really conceptualize and say, okay, I need to make a split decision of who this person is. And that's where you really have that first impression. Um, and so when you make that split decision of like, okay, I need to find who they are. I know he's, Colin's not just a random dude, you know, DC native. Where is he? He doesn't speak like a DC native. He's from where? Atlanta? Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm, I'm trying to build this picture. And oh, he does music. Okay, cool. So, he, you know, is he a rapper? Is he a, a singer? What's, what's he? So they have to do this so that they could say, okay, he's like my friend, you know, whoever. And they can say, okay, this person's cool because they have a similar thing. Yes. Or this person has something negative that I identify as someone else and I don't really, I'm going to be on my toes a little bit more and I get to know mm-hmm. more. Or just be blatantly just super objective and say I don't want anything to do with them and so there's these certain things that you permanentalize um, when you discuss people and I, I get what you're saying yeah, like how do you define yourself and, and it's I, funny it's yeah. Yeah, and, I mean for me that's, that's that, the reason why I brought that up I, I you know was basically just because it's like I feel like the reason why people are challenged by the reinvention is because they're thinking of themselves as a something mm-hmm. like you're just sky. I'm just calling you just Alexa. You're just an experience. Mm-hmm. That's why I feel like it's easier when people ask you, "What is it you want to do with your life?" How? What? Like, say a sentence. Like, what? How do you want to give? What do you want to impact? What do you want to do? Mm-hmm. Like, while you're alive, you can do that thing many ways. So, like, niggas be like, "Yo, are you a doctor? Are you a teacher? Are you a this? Are you a that? Are you a that?" That's not who I am. That's just what it is that niggas is doing right now. They're signing archetypes. But it's also a matter of you knowing what, what to say in the moment, because because we have to, we have to answer that question. I, I, my point right. isn't my point isn't the conversation. Okay. It's just more to illustrate the the idea. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying of reinvention. Yeah. That you're not whatever you're saying to the person, so that should give you the freedom to just let yourself reinvent because you weren't the thing. You see what I'm saying? Well, that's what I was gonna say. Like if, I, if I'm in, if I um came to GW 2017 and people were asking me, hey Colin, what are you studying? Political science. Okay, two fucking years later, I wasn't studying political science. Do you see what I'm saying? Am I? Uh, does that dramatically change everything about me? Mm. I was. I was different. 
I was the person who assigned the label. I, me. I'm the person who said the word political science or sociology. You're the person who breathes life into whatever it is that you're telling somebody. Mm -hmm. So don't let that thing make you feel like you can't evolve. You're the person assigning meaning to whatever it is. And the reason why I'm even bringing that, that's the reason why I was bringing that point. Because I feel like, I feel like that resonated with me with the whole metamorphosis thing where it's like you can can reinvent um, many times in your 20s. Because I feel like that's the whole point. You're supposed to reinvent not only in your 20s, but just like in life. Like... If you don't evolve, like, you're supposed to, like, know something. Like, you're supposed to have a, a little bit of a greater vantage point right now than you had yesterday. Because then you learn something. You know what I'm saying? Um, and I feel like if I have to be whatever I just told you or whatever word I'm telling me, then I'm not allowing myself the space to evolve and just be whatever it is that life is wanting me to be or God has for me. You know what I'm saying? And, um... I just, I, I guess I am positing, I'm offering space. I'm offering people to give themselves space to recognize that whatever they're telling someone else, they're the ones who's breathing life into that label. You know what I'm saying? And so much, so as, as so much as you vest into, you know, a lot of people, like, pre, like pre-med students, for example, like already are thinking to themselves, they're already formulating, I'm a doctor, this is who I am, this is what I do. I'm a lawyer, this is what I do, this is who I am. Relax. What are you? Who are you in this moment? You chose to go to law school. You're choosing to go to medical school. Why? Because you care about this. You care about giving to this cause. So if you choose to not be a doctor, if you choose to not go to medical school, you won't feel terrible about yourself. You won't feel like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? I'm my whole twenties and fucking everything up. Oh fuck! If I don't, if I don't make, if I don't study really hard tonight, I won't be who I told myself I am. I'm gonna let my family down. Slow the fuck down. You're re- relax. You don't have to be these things. Why do you want to do this thing? Why do you want to do this thing? Who are you in this moment right now? Then we can get to the, this is the thing. You know what I'm saying? But that's even what I was saying before. So what I was what I was trying to say was agreeing with you in the matter that, so you have to answer, someone's like, what do you do? Who are you? What do you, whatever. And you say, I'm a political science major, I'm a sociology major, whatever, so on and so forth. Someone's definition of you is not your responsibility. How they envision you is not your responsibility. So you can shout out whatever you need to shout out for whatever the situation requires. And, but that doesn't, affect who you are it doesn't change you someone's what, uh, what was it you are not responsible for someone's vision of you you are responsible for your own vision yeah, of yourself yeah, yeah. so you can say what you got to say you can say you're a political science major two years later you're a sociology major and that doesn't change who you are but it changes the answer that you give them but because they you know now they're like oh well you're different i'm not responsible for your view of me it is it's different you can still be yourself it's like again an illustration you know someone's knocking on the door like hey what are you what are you what do you do you, you know, write down your answer, you throw it out the door, you close the door, you're still yourself. Whatever air is in the room is still your air, it's still all you, it's still what you have created for yourself and what is constantly changing and becoming a beautiful thing. But what's on the other side of that door is whatever they needed to create that archetype for you, which I think is, you know, we just are, we have the archetypes. It is what it is, but it doesn't affect you. Right. Does that make sense? No, no, sense? That, no I, that, that's actually sort of what I was getting at. So I'm actually fully in agreement with you, like, and I, uh, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, I was just saying that uh, what's interesting we made me think about with just, like, the timeline, right? Look at you and I, right? Six months ago, we just graduated college, and now you're a college graduate. You're labeled with that thing. Yeah. What, I was having dinner with President LeBlanc, right? And uh, <laughs> he gives his same speech every time, but it's always like, 
what I, he goes, what did I tell um, the students? You know, you know, very, really informed about finishing, right? Finishing school. If you're, what's a what's a college student who's three credits shy of graduating, a high school graduate? Even though they did all the work, yeah. But that one class is keeping them from having that label of college right. graduate. Doesn't make them any different of who they are. Mm-hmm. They have all the, I have all the criteria, but I wasn't selected, right? And so, it's it's. It's a little bit ridiculous, right? You have these different criteria that puts you in these things and put these labels on, even though this person is just as qualified, just didn't finish the class. Damn, that's like Monsters University, bro. I don't know if y'all saw what ended up happening <laughs> in Monsters University, but this nigga, Mike Wazowski, was. This nigga knew more than half of these niggas in the scare program. Him and fucking Sully broke the record of screams and then got it. I don't know. I don't know if y'all watched my. But these niggas got expelled and then had to work their way up in the company. Just because. Oh, that's some other shit. But I, that taught me some shit. I was like, damn. Like, anyways, that's what made me think about that, bro. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, that's, true. That's, that's, that's true. And, and, and it's effed up because, like. Excellent movie. You got people in their 20s. Listen. You have to recognize that all the stuff that you're going through, all these trials and tribulations, these systems that are built with, you know, colleges and, and universities and master's programs, they're all structured to give you a label to just say, to give you a nice package that you can deliver to someone and give you that ease of access so they can process it, put you in a box and say, hey, yeah, he's a master's student, so he knows what he's doing. Okay. But I learned all this stuff self-taught. My dad, you know, perfect example. This man never went to high school. He graduated high school, never went to college. Taught himself how to do business, entertainment industry, all this stuff. He failed so many times, went bankrupt, all this stuff. And he goes, I'm not a good businessman. I'm creative. But I had to learn and, and restructure myself to make us survive, right? And he taught himself. He was into fitness. He, when he was in the projects, he taught himself how to do kung fu from watching movies and just practicing with backflips and stuff. They all self-taught because they didn't have the resources. And so you can do it. You can do these things. It's just you have to really define yourself. We see all these self-made entrepreneurs and they all have the credentials because they um, really put in the effort and have this business that's their credentials saying, oh, I succeed in this thing. Um, and so you see all these entertainers, people that don't really go through the route of what society tells them to do. But they succeeded because they have the work to show for it. Yeah. And so you can have this work for show for it, but it might just not be an easy time for you to get through it. Um, and so you have to figure out a way to overcome that. Um, and so, yeah, you don't have to go to college. You don't have to do all this stuff. That's an easier way for you to really package yourself and say, I have these credentials. So no one can say anything about you. And this is why we we're asking. Uh, I had another discussion because I'm in the higher education space. But people like, why are all these administrators have PhDs? Why does our new president have to have a PhD, right? It's because... In this weird society, you don't want to, you don't want your superior or your under, the people that you are overseeing to be more qualified than you. Mm-hmm. And so all in higher ed, all, all people that are not doing research, but they all have PhDs because they have to yeah. be on the same level and talk the same language with the professors who are experts. Um, and so there's a certain thing, and that's why even why my boss recommended I do my MBA in finances so I can speak the language and not be intimidated by these people that have these perfect box credentials mm-hmm. um, and come from these things and intimidate regular people that don't really see all the red tape around, you know, that package. And so, I know I'm better than... <laughs> you, gotta be, you gotta talk your shit, right? Like, I'm in my 20s, whatever, like... It's easy, and you don't want to be cocky about things, but, like, you know who you are, and you have to be confident who you are, and say, I'm good at these things and this thing, these things, and so, well, how can I leverage it to really figure out what I want to do? Um, you know, that's something I personally relate to, just because, you know, 
I definitely, you know, I'm somebody who is resistant to the whole, oh, I need to see what you are on paper because it's like, similarly, it's like, I know who I am in terms of these other aspects of things and can show for it in these other ways, but it's really in order to get from point A to point B, it needs to, it needs to look that way too, you know? Um, but yeah, man, I totally agree with that. Bro. Totally. I feel like you just did everything. Like you said exactly what needs to be said. I can't even, that was it. Oh my God. So, I mean, definitely like, you know, I, I, I wanted to talk, I think we spent a lot of time on some really interesting things. Um, but I sat a moment, I'm like, okay, if we were to explore something, what would we? And I wanted to spend some time talking about, like, really just off of what you were saying, which is like, like, okay, hmm. since I brought up Monsters University, <laughs> there's a scene where Mike Wazowski and his fraternity, okay, Uzma Kappa, <laughs> sneak into the Monsters, like, ink building like they sneak into the fact the place where these different monsters go into the human world and they're watching the monsters who made it per se and mike was trying to explain to the, his fraternity brothers who were supposed to be like the underdogs he was like yo all of these guys they're great because they're themselves like they found their way to just be good like they found their pocket because it was them they're competitive. and so it's not a standard whereas like in the scare program mike wazowski and even Sully was like dealing with struggle. They were they got kicked out and were struggling because it was very much it needs to look this way. Mike was asking, "You're not scary enough. You're not." Nah, 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 nah. Um, but I feel like the, I really appreciated that when he went to the Monsters Inc. building and saw he was showing his his friends. He's like, "Listen, all of these guys at the top of their game got there because they were just they found their thing." Yeah. Um, and I and I think that's very often the case. In fact, if you if you lean too much into the standardization, if you if you're the darling of standardization, you'll be expendable. Because mm -hmm. you're it's replaceable. Because yeah. you fit the definition. You'd be yeah. unique. I just want I just wanted to say that just in case everybody who thinks it's okay to normalize struggling with mental health because you you know what I'm saying if you if you want to meet this if you want to play the standardized game standardization game the best mm -hmm. congratulations you're just going to be expendable because you just became a very good version of what the last thing was so then someone else is just going to do what you did but better than. That's just the way this game works. So unless you do something else as you, someone you're replaceable. That's just the truth. This is capitalism. This is a, this is a system. So you guys all decided that you're gonna just try to make, just be miserable because you want to become something. You want, you're gonna be fucking expendable. I'm sorry. I'm just frustrated. You know what I'm saying? Because I have to be fucking on campuses and shit, and I, this isn't even my thing. You know what I'm saying? And there's pressures for me to fucking play this fucking game. And I'm, I, I'm just like, dog, best case scenario, y'all will replace me. Right now, I'm, I'm, I have something that, like, is unique. But niggas can't even fully invest in that shit because that's not seen as valuable. You know what I'm saying? Or I got to make, I got to engage it in a way that's, like, valuable on my own. Meanwhile, if I invest in my mental health and in my interest, niggas ain't doing what they supposed to do as a student. When I just told you that if I did, I'm just best case scenario, someone else that niggas could hire or not hire. And if they do hire me, they might just find another nigga that, that just has the similar fucking criteria. Unless you engage it as yourself. Now, I don't, this ended up having a, a pessimistic, mystic packaging. But the ultimate lesson that I was trying to say that I gained from the Monsters Inc. scene was that if you're going to be the top of your game, do it as yourself. 
the standardization shit makes you think that like success and excellence is just doing that's what that's my problem that's what i was trying to get at earlier and I, and this conversation on intelligence this conversation on what does it mean to be great to be excellent to be smart all these things when you grew up in high school you think it's doing well on what they said they said do this and do it well if you do that and do it well now you're like okay under your criteria i'm great why the fuck did you need them to tell you you were great you had to you had to tell you had to tell you, you were great first and then it needs to be so obvious and clear that when everyone else is telling you you're great, you're like, I already knew that. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm trying to say? Mm-hmm. You know what? Uh, you know what made me think of? You remember when we were like, uh, I don't know, middle school, and we had the, the um, uh, book fairs, right? And then we used to steal shit from them. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I used to finesse them and be like, okay, can I get this book? Okay, I'm gonna return it by the end of the book fair. I'll read the whole book in the week, and then I'll return it to them and I get my money back, right? And so we used to do that with the cheat code books, right? So you had the cheat codes for the games to, like, beat the game really fast and, like, know how to do GTA cheat codes or whatever. And the thing is, is like, you can follow the step-by-step of how to beat each level, but you're not having any fun. The, the fun comes in the uniqueness of that travel mm-hmm. path and how you you beat that checkpoint and that, that, that level. Um, and so you could beat the game in a week and say, oh, yeah, I beat the game. But did you learn anything? Did you gain any skills? You're following this blueprint that society put for you, but... Are you really going through the motions? You're on autopilot. You're not enjoying the experience. That's why these people are, are millionaires. They followed the system. They did finance and, and worked on Wall Street. Did whatever else is doing over, you know, throwing sheep over, uh, wool over people's eyes and, and, and finessing them because everyone else is doing it. Mm-hmm. Did you have fun doing that? Why are you sad? Why are you having a midlife crisis? Why, why do you hate your family? It's because you're on autopilot. You never enjoyed and took the time to say... Do I really want to marry this person? Do I really want to, you know, live here? Do I really want to make this decision? No, everyone else around me is doing it, and I should do it too. Oh, I want to drive this BMW. I want to spend my money on this. Okay. Did you really want to take that trip instead? Do you really want to go and see? And this is this thing again, the cycle of alpha. No, don't. You can use the guidebook to say, okay, if I get stuck at something, I know I can do this. But use as a reference point. Don't use that as your, your uh, you know, script. Um, and so really... The fun is is making mistakes. Fun is getting your ass kicked a little bit and learning how to overcome and say, "Yeah, motherfucker, fuck you! I fucking beat you. Uh, I, I I overcame this, and you know this is what it is. It's like, um, and a lot of martial arts and stuff like that. Um, you know, I did boxing and, and wrestling and all that stuff. I'm about to do some Shaolin kung fu next semester. But uh, you know, you, you learn you learn how to overcome these things. You know, you you're, you're going against another person. Um, and you have to beat them to get advanced and get the next belt or whatever you're doing karate. And if you can't do that, you're going to keep getting your butt kicked and you're stuck at this level. You have to find a way to do it. Every person you come against is going to be different. It's not, there's no guidebook. And so you can learn and refine your skills, but every, every situation is going to be different. That's life. Um, there's no guidebook for life. There's, there's, there's a society that's put in life that you, you can follow, but it's no guarantee. And if you accept that, the earlier you do the better you'll have a time of taking in this crazy adventure, so. Mm. Jesus. Oh my today. god. It's like you three times now. It's because he got the fucking jumpsuit. It's the, it's the power it's, of the jumpsuit. I'm telling you, this I'm is Olymp- Olympics. This nigga can't And you know when he showed it to me on the phone? I knew it. No, this nigga is in the dream team. This nigga is really trying to represent nationally, globally right now. This nigga's on the world wow. stage. So that's your 20s, folks. That's your 20s, yes sir. I love it. <laughs>
Thank you for listening to the 2721 Club. Make sure to subscribe to hear more episodes and give us your reviews. Follow us on all major streaming platforms along with Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube. I said it's over. I'm no longer gonna be a soldier. We will never let you take us over. I said it's over. I'm not even looking for no closure. Waking up my people like soldiers.